Stand by to receive our transmission. Where are you boys from in the world? Alabama, sir. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to the Bama Geeks Podcast. We're four friends diving into our favorite pop culture topics with a dash of Southern charm. Right, we have the tools, we have the talent. It's Miller time. Whoa, this is heavy. Pizza dude's got 30 seconds. Wait, what? Crazy? You didn't say I was crazy. You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude, man. You want something done, you've got to do it yourself. Be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes! So grab your biscuits and gravy, a glass of sweet tea, and enjoy the nerdy hospitality of Brock and Jessica Parker, Bo Bearden, and Kevin Gardner. This is the way. This is the way. And welcome into episode six of the Bama Geeks podcast. We hope you are doing extremely well. I'm Brock Parker, and of course, we've got my besties in the whole world. Say who you are, please, so I don't sound like I'm so alone. I'm the number one bestie because I'm the wife. Hi, it's Jess. I'm the number bestest bestie, Kevin. Oh. I'm the boat, best of all time, Bo. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a very special guest on this podcast. She is adorable. Yeah, you think I'm talking about Jess, right? Jess is supremely adorable, but so is this young lady. We have Alyssa with us on this one. Say hello, Alyssa. Hi. I've been the bestie for the longest, so I win. Oh. That is true. Wow. Yeah. Competition. Yeah, we can argue that. Yeah. <laughs> my, uh, my daughter, she is a teenager, and we wanted to have her on the podcast for two reasons. Because A, it's a Sunday night that we always record. Usually, Jess and I are just arriving back home from dropping off the kids with her mom. But being it's a Memorial Day weekend, we have the kids with us. So we figured Alyssa would be pretty interesting to talk to because she can give us her take on teenagers and their pop culture leanings and some areas that, you know, can update the rest of us old people on. And uh, she's very knowledgeable. And it, before we've started recording this episode, she has been psychoanalyzing Kevin because she's heavy into, you know, the personality types and all. So Kevin is is doomed for a, uh, a lay down on the couch, Alyssa in the suede chair and, uh, you know, answering questions about, I don't know, whatever. All of his childhood trauma. <laughs> you, what oh, childhood trauma? Oh, sweetie. Sweetie, you don't want to get into that. <laughs> oh. But yeah, so we're we're going to get a take from Alyssa on teenagers and, like I said, how they view pop culture. What things do they like and how are they different from people who are 30 years older than them? Uh, we're also going to touch on uh, Kevin had a big trip recently, a fun trip. So we're going to talk to him about that. And Jess and the kids and I all went to see Cruella in the theater yesterday. We're going to touch on that. Bo and Kevin have not seen it yet. You guys know that we don't care if we spoil anything for Bo, but Kevin does not like spoilers. <laughs> so <laughs> we're going to we're going to give you yes go see it or don't. And so we'll 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 touch briefly on that. We we're also going to talk about some other Disney things that we might like to see. And by the time this podcast is out, it will be less than a week until Ghostbusters Day, which is June the 8th, 
And so we know we've got a new Ghostbusters movie coming out at the end of the year, November 11th, Ghostbusters Afterlife. What we hope to see for Ghostbusters Day. Sometimes there is an announcement from Sony and Ghost Corps. Sometimes there's a toy announcement, you know, so we're going to shoot the breeze and see what we want to see off that. But Alyssa, thanks so much for being here on the podcast with us. It's nice to have you finally on here. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. So with all of us being in our 40s, we have many more years of experience with pop culture and bringing things in. But we want to hear from you. We want to know what you enjoy. What are some of your favorite things in pop culture and entertainment? As for fandoms, I guess as you call it, that I am a part of, I really enjoy Star Wars and Marvel. I like Hunger Games, Maze Runner, Divergent-esque dystopian young adult novels. Mm -hmm. I'm very interested in Harry Potter. Well, I used to be very interested in Harry Potter. I like Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. Mm -hmm. That's all I can think of off the top of my head. So it's not that much different because you're hitting everything that we love, mm-hmm. you know, certain mm-hmm. things that we love. You you just got a kind of a different take on it. Let's jump into the Harry Potter thing really quickly. You are very well versed in not just the movies, but the books. How many times have you read the entire series of Harry Potter? <laughs> in fifth grade, I think it was fifth grade, I took a year and I read it 10 times. Not just one book 10 times, all seven books 10 times. So tell us what happens. Yeah. Basically, Magical Boy is like told he's the chosen one and then like all of his friends die, but not all of them. <laughs> Only but, main characters survive. Um, but, what, but what about Dobby? We don't talk about Dobby. I'm still not over that. Um, no one recovers was, from that. No one recovers. No. I'll, I'll never be the same. Truly. I've never felt heartbreak like that. <laughs> <laughs> that was like like talking about Dobby. Like when I knew they were going to split Deathly Hallows, I knew that was going to be around the end of the first movie. I knew that was going to be it, one of the big cliffhangers. And I'd be darned if I wouldn't write. Okay, so this is why we don't mind spoiling things for Bo because he's prophetic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he knows what's going to happen. So, Alyssa, one of the things that um, you know our generation has – your dad, Brock, is a huge collector. He's got collectibles all over the house. Uh, Bo, you know, we're, we're, we're actually podcasting right now, and we see Bo's room. And he finally got all of his figures back up on the wall and everything. The ones <laughs> Peter's on the out. wall. But, yes. right, yeah, Peter's on the wall, right? So, you know, he's got all of his stuff. He's a big collector. You know, Jess likes collecting things as well. She's got mm-hmm. a lot of collectibles as well. And so do I. But one of the things that we noticed about you is that you are not. And that seems to be something that, is kind of of your generation. Your generation doesn't seem to do a lot of collecting. Do you want to expand a little bit on that? Why you feel that's the thing? So I know that my dad has said the reason for his collecting obsession. That's not an obsession, but like it is. No, it is. Um, it is. Oh. <laughs> and he said the reason else generation uh, is because the TV shows you watched were net to market toys. So like the G.I. Joe stuff and He-Man, I don't really know. Uh, <laughs> those types of things <laughs> were made to market toys. And our shows weren't really meant to do that. Like you guys 
grew up being like bombarded by commercials Mm -hmm. but from what i remember from like when i watched cartoons i mean yeah there were some random commercials for like i don't know slime that didn't come about till like fifth grade but (laughs) although those were commercials usually it was just them advertising for more tv like things so we didn't grow up being like bombarded by like toys toys buy all the toys you know Mm-hmm. Well, I think for us, though, it was the plug because when you watch stuff like, you know, Transformers and G.I. Joe and He-Man, you know, for us girls, um, My Little Pony, Strawberry Shortcake, Rainbow Bright, you watch the cartoons, they sold the toys that go along with what your favorite cartoons or your favorite show was because we grew up with that Saturday morning cartoon exposure to us. So, when you love those shows so much, of course, I want to go out and I want to buy, I want to have all the figures that are associated with this show that I love, this cartoon that I love. I want to have the play sets and the action figures so that I can play with these things when I'm not watching my cartoons. I guess to me, that's kind of how I clue into all that. I mean, do you guys kind of kind of see where I'm going with that? Mm-hmm. Like we've said, I mean, they heavily marketed toys towards us. I mean, the TV shows, the cartoons on Saturday mornings, that and toys went hand in hand. You know, I've really never known both of my kids to have never really gone into the toy sections of stores and been like, oh, I got to have that. I got to have that. You know, mm-hmm. my, you know, I fully admit between my mom and dad, I'm an only child. I've got three other half sisters who are older than me and didn't live with me as a kid. Mom would spoil me. You know, we'd go down the toy aisle and I'm like, hey, can I have that? Mom's like, I only got one kid. Sure. You know, <laughs> it's like mom, mom spoiled me and, and that did not help. But growing up in the eighties, when that was such a, a major marketing push for these companies, but my kids have never been that way. They've never been, Hey, I really want that. They, my kids are pretty frugal, you know? So I, I really do think that ties into the Saturday morning cartoons. The kids mm-hmm. have not had that steady stream that we had. Yeah. I think it also depends on the property. Like I said, I have a six-year-old and, you know, first few years of his life at like uh, about two or three discovered Thomas and we had to have every Thomas train. I remember that. <laughs> and then, of course, he got into Paw Patrol for a little bit and he, we had a, like, have a lot of figures. But then I think after he's, then he reached the age where he enjoyed watching kids, watch kids play with toys on YouTube more than actually play with his own toys, mm-hmm. which is also yep. an interesting concept. So, hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, we have more, ele- they have more electronic toys than we did, you know. That's another interesting thing. Yeah, that is true. There's there's more electronic devices that they're more gravitated to than than we ever had growing up, too. Also, though, like with me and my this is just my old man perspective on folks younger than me. But what thing is kind of interesting is even though like theme parks kind of started, you know, they've been for a while. It seems more like, you know, some folks that when they get into properties like Disney's done it really well with buying everything and then making a theme park out of it. Mm -hmm. Folks would rather pay the money that they would pay for collectibles and do an experience. If that makes sense, you know, yeah, yeah. That does kinda, make you sense. know I'd rather oh, instead definitely. of buying a ton of toys, you know, take that money and buy it, you know, and go, go to star Wars, the star Wars or the, you know, Marvel. I don't know. That's just kind of my old man yeah. perspective of it. I, I, I see that because, you know, right now you've got a video camera in your pocket, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. back then for yeah. us, it would be wanting to collect these things because that's how we tied our nostalgia into it. That's how we tied our, our, uh, yeah. our love into it. We had to have something physical. These days, if you invest money in the experience, you can capture photos, video, good looking photos, good looking videos and stuff on your on your phone. And so that maybe that's a new way of 
collecting, you know, you tie your memories into the visual aspects and the audio aspects that you can get. We didn't, you know, sure. Mom and dad may have had a big honking VHS or (laughs) VHS C video camera that they would carry around, which was a pain, but now you just got to stick it, pull it, you know, pull it out of your back pocket and your instant memories. Well, that's like also like the generational perspective. Like I over the last well, probably six months to a year, I've been finding myself getting on YouTube and watching tons of old commercials from like the seventies up till mm-hmm. the early two thousands. And that's very interesting because like you know you're talking about uh, Alyssa said we were bombarded by commercials, and now like you know I wonder if she her age group's going to have any kind of nostalgia for commercials where where you know you really see it unless you know it's that ten second ad you see before mm-hmm. you watch a YouTube video. I go down yeah. that rabbit hole too of old commercials. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy. Like I watched, I was like, "Oh, hey, I remember when that came out. That was twenty five years ago." Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that you know, just kind of adding on to your assessment of just how fandom is not fandom, but just how collecting has shifted. You know, I'm waiting for the you know the Star Wars hotel down at Disney World to open up because mm-hmm. I mean I don't collect nearly as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. I mean when I when I got married uh, ten years ago, I got rid of probably seventy to eighty percent of my collection because it just didn't feel like I needed it anymore. I didn't feel like it was just something that I needed because I was collecting like one thing. It was all Star Wars stuff. And then I got to where I was, you know, I've, I've, I've gotten older and I wanted to collect more, uh, <laughs> more of the expensive things, like more <laughs> of the things that I can look at and go, oh, man, this is awesome because it costs a lot of money. Um, <laughs> you know, that, that kind of stuff. But, you know, it's less. So it's kind of like, I don't know if it's just because I've gotten older, it's less is more. And to kind of echo off what you were saying, Brock, that is true. Because I feel like I get more out of the experience now than I get out of having something that I have to dust all the time. Yeah, uh, yeah, I totally agree. Uh, Alyssa, what's your take on all this? Are, are, are we hitting close to I it? I would say, I guess, as our generation is more like experience focused, like you were saying, if I hang out with my friends, I get pictures of that. I'm a very avid photographer, not in like any professional sense. But I have like a gazillion photos of every single one of my friends in every single setting we've been in. Because I, when we have nostalgia, we just look back on like our photos because we have a lot of them. And mm-hmm. they're instant and they're right there. Um, uh, yeah, our, our childhood isn't on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> thank <Right>. God. Yeah. <laughs> in so many ways, thank God. <laughs> like with my mom, I mean, she took a lot of pictures and stuff, but you know. You had to go get the film developed and you never know right. what your shots look like. And you break out your phone and you've got so much storage on it. And The only ready available photos I ever had growing up as a teenager was my little photo album that I would put all my little pictures in and carry around in my purse. Mm-hmm. That's what we did as that's what we did as teenage girls. We would have that. And but now it's here's my phone. Here's all my pictures. Here's everything. Here's video. Here's here's it all on this one little handheld device. Yeah, that used to be the same thing in our wallets. We had, you know, mm-hmm. a section for maybe eight, eight to ten pictures we could put in our wallet. And yep. I don't think wallets even include those anymore. I don't, don't. think they do. <laughs> my wallet is paper thin. I carry it in my front pocket now. I remember the point in my early twenties where, you know, I've never really been known as like a, a family type nostalgia person, and I just it was like it was like you were expected as a guy to have that little insert in your wallet with all the pictures of your family and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I got to a point where I was like, this is making my wallet like twice 
the yeah. Bit of, so it's like it's like a and it was when I was using one of the wallets that I put in my back pocket instead of like my front pocket. So it, it was like you know you would sit down and you like sit lopsided because <laughs> yeah, it's such you, a big wallet. Did you have the and, George and the, Costanza wallet? <laughs> <laughs> I know Alyssa's like what, yes. but y'all y'all get me right, yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it was in my early twenties when I just decided I was like, look, I know who my family is. And, you know, we already get to the point where we're, you know, uh, we weren't quite to the point where we were, we had phones and stuff, but it, it just, it, it wasn't that it wasn't important to me. It was just like, I had like, I guess, mentally transcended the need for that mm-hmm. and you having know, that in my wallet. And, and, you know, because we had to sit kind of cattywampus on those wallets, maybe that's where a lot of our lower back problems come <laughs> these days. I, I, you, <laughs> speaking of lower back problems, I will <laughs> look, I want to tell you guys a short story here. I went to a, a chiropractor for the first time in my life back in my, um, I think it was in my late twenties, early thirties. And this chiropractor, pretty cool guy, but he never once suggested I had, I had, he had kept having to adjust my lower back and he never once suggested to me that I switch from a traditional wallet to one for a front pocket. And then when I finally just said, why don't I just get one of those ones that you just put in your front pocket? And as soon as I started wearing that, my back problems went away. Hey. I was like, does <laughs> yeah. There you yeah. go. What was I paying that dude for? <laughs> <laughs> I have friends who are chiropractors. We love you. You guys did a wonderful job on my back. But yeah, you're absolutely right, Kev. We don't equate you to Walmart, okay? <laughs> yeah, we love you. Yeah, we, we hate Walmart. You. We love you. When you start getting exclusive turtle figures and you and I can't find them there, then it will then we'll come get your back adjusted. We'll give you a shredder. Hey, hey. <laughs> Gonna get that. You're gonna get that two pack of turtles you've been searching for all this time. Hey, hey, hey! Look, we've already gone. You know, we've already discussed the plasma donation. Why not talk chiropractor visit to you while we're at it? <laughs> That's exactly. We're just adding to this, the oldness of this podcast. Uh, going back to something Mr. Kevin said like a while ago about wanting the more expensive things, like less is more when it comes to that. I don't know if this is just a personal thing or a generational thing, but like I don't take any offense to this anyone, please. Um I'm done. You're over. You're grounded. Man, I can't take any more of this. Gosh. <laughs> I just I don't see the point in paying like a lot of money because I've seen how much y'all pay for some of this stuff and I Yo, like, <laughs> I feel now I'm attacked. Oh. Wow. <laughs> no, I don't for something to just like sit on a shelf because like i said we are very like experience oriented type people i guess Mm -hmm. just like before this i texted my grade is very small and we have a group chat and i texted and was like hey guys what types of things i'm going to be on the podcast what types of things like do we that entertain us and every single person was like our friends or like sports and I see my Instagram stories all the time are just like people's sports stuff and then like their friends. And so yeah. I don't think that we necessarily like I personally don't get the point of having something just there to like look at yeah. because I'm not visual. I'm not really a visual person anyway. But like if I could spend that same amount of money and do things with like someone or by myself because I people uh, <laughs> if, I could, if I could do those things by myself or with people or whatever and take pictures, I would get a much fuller experience in my personal opinion. Okay. 
I'd be willing to bet it has something to do, and this is not discounting anything you said, Alyssa. That's all very valid. I, I think I bet it has something to do with just how Alyssa's generation is just like always been social. It's like as soon as you mm-hmm. got it, it, the expectation was to be social. It was like you always had contact. You've always had contact with your friends when you you know when you got a phone. Um, you always had contact with your friends, whereas it was a little bit different for us. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, you know, if we wanted to you know, talk, it was like you have to go over or you'd have to get on the phone. It was all like you know, we were lower tech. So it kind of maybe that has something to do with it in that we see more visual in collectibles because we didn't get that constant. Not, I don't want to use the word bombardment, but the constant engagement that you're used to. Maybe that's what it is, is that it, it means more to us because we were able to latch on more to. To objects like that as collectors and things whereas your generation values friends more because you've had that constant engagement and that could be something too because that reminds me you know i grew up 20 minutes away from town i grew up 20 minutes away from any of my friends and, and me being an only child that's really all i had i mean i had to exercise my creativity and my imagination mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. toys and through collectibles and things because i couldn't just up and go to somebody's house my closest neighbor was a half mile away i grew up in the sticks the country <laughs> in southeast alabama and so it was a chore to go to a friend's house mm-hmm. it was a chore to have people come to our house so you know maybe maybe that's where mine comes from absolutely you know, I grew up in a neighborhood that was full of kids. So we had our time for our bicycles and outside and running the streets and running the neighborhood and being with our friends and being able to go to each other's house. But at the same time, even when we were kids, when we would go to your friend's house, you would have, you would be able to play with them, to play with those figures and to interact you could have that social interaction while playing with these action figures or toys or whatever it was that, you know, you were collecting for us girls. You know, it was Barbies. It was Rainbow Bright, My Little Pony, Strawberry Shortcake. We had dolls. We had things like that that we could interact with our friends and play with. But then again, you would go home and we didn't have we didn't have Internet. I mean, we had TV and things like that. But still, you still valued those toys that you could go into your room and you could play with and you could use your creativity and your imagination with the toys that you had. That's it, Jess, because we didn't have growing up, we didn't have constant engagement. You know, like Brock said, he was out in the sticks a little further off. I was the same way. I had a sister, but I mean, it was a sister, you know, right. and she was a little bit young. She was a good bit younger than me. It's nothing wrong with my sister. I, I love her to death, <laughs> but, but she's, she was a good bit younger than me. So have, you know, playing with her, and that capacity was mm-hmm. a little bit more difficult. We had to create our own engagement. Yeah. So mm-hmm. having collectibles, having toys, having things like that is how we created our engagement. So the thing is, when you look back at time, your time as a kid, you know, you played like we, I played with Lego blocks. I loved mm-hmm. Legos and I would build the pirate ship and I would build all that other cool stuff. I still love Legos to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, collectibles, things like that. Because, you know, when you look back on your childhood, you look back on the things that make you happy. Right. The things that made you happy. And I would be willing to bet that for Bo, that for Brock, that for Jessica, they could probably all answer the same as me. Having those toys, those collectibles, the things that I could play with made me happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's even with me even older. Nostalgia is my drug of choice forever. Like, I don't care what what kind of crappy day I've had. If I queue up something on either an old commercial or, like I said, 
just staring at my figures for a few minutes, you know, it kind of takes away the, all the adult crappiness I've had for a day, you know, it kind of makes me, yes. gives me that, that jolt of way I used to feel. Oh, yeah. it's worth every penny of it. Even though, like I said, it may sit on there and kind of like this. That might be my, the perspective there, you know, it's hard to bottle. If you could bottle that up and sell it, people would make millions. Yes, from absolutely. That's well, like it a, takes you back to that time when you had no cares, you had no worries, yep. you had mm-hmm. no responsibility but it's funny because at the same time you were thinking man when i grow up i'm gonna do what i want to do i'm gonna have that that freedom and that is the biggest lie we told ourselves as children (laughs) exactly yeah that's one (laughs) yeah and that's one thing i've always tried to tell Alyssa and david yeah you you think things are gonna Mm -hmm. get so much better and so much easier to in a sense they get better but the ability to go do what you want no (laughs) <laughs> yes but but Alyssa, for our generation you know we we transcended and now we have adult money and then we can use adult money to buy those same toys and, <laughs> See, and all the more and that, expensive now stuff. we're attacked and, now that yes. brings my theory that's why there may be not be marketing much as the younger folks because you got us old people who are buying it now so why why worry about and, that and think and think about it why is hollywood rehashing everything why are they making sequels of everything why are they rebooting everything because they're still marketing to us yeah. Why are grown men running into Target and Walmart and grabbing Pokemon cards and causing fights and violence to the point where the stores won't sell those outright anymore? That is so sad. Well, well, that's you know, that's you know, we'll, we'll blame that on the '90s kids. You know, Pokemon was yeah. for the '90s kids. They're, they're <laughs> the cool 80s you know kids what, like guys? <laughs> I lived through Tickle Me Elmo. Okay. Oh my gosh, dude! I when I was in the Air Force when that came out, the year that came out, I found one at a Toys R Us in the middle of Texas. Oh, wow. And did not buy it. Oh, man, you messed up. I Dude. lost out on so much money. <laughs> like like stupid amounts of money. Well, my mom always said she thought she was going to have to punch a lady over a Cabbage Patch Kid. So. <laughs> <laughs> and your mom would have. And she would have. Yeah, she would have. Exactly. <laughs> I just had a thought, and I don't know if this pertains to any of this at all. But I know when I was younger, dad will attest to it. DIY stuff was really, really big. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I have made so many lip glosses from like Vaseline. <laughs> you, they, and now, uh, especially during quarantine, I've seen a rise of like teenage small businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of it is homemade stuff. Yeah. I myself did that. Like we, there has been a big rise in like DIY when I was in fifth or sixth grade like slime was it but we didn't buy slime we made slime right that makes yeah you, sense. you made a lot of it <laughs> I did I did everyone was sick of it but I wasn't I was having the time of my life um, are you flashbacking to all the all the mess that was left behind after these little she, projects she, 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 did, she didn't make a, a, a whole big mess <laughs> neither of our kids were were really messy yeah that's true but I think that might have had a really big impact on the toy industry because I know, like, YouTube, I was a very sheltered child. I will admit that. I didn't get a phone for a long time. I still got it earlier than some people, but I didn't get a phone for mm-hmm. a while. I didn't have my own YouTube account until, like, seventh grade. But uh, I think third grade was when I was introduced to YouTube. And there were really, really big channels then like RCL 
beauty something or other. There were a lot of channels and they were all focused on DIY stuff. Yeah. And so our generation spent their time doing stuff like that. And I think that might have had an impact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't I honestly don't kind of circle it back a little bit. I don't know if the toy companies have actually figured out how to market to your generational listen. I, I honestly don't. I don't think so either. Yeah, that's cool true. enough for us. What's well, What's also weird, like you know, we all had that one streamlined way. You know, you had the TVs and the movies there, mm-hmm. where people could watch stuff. Now you have the internet, where you have, you know, you got the Amazon with their properties. They may have a toy, a cartoon, and then Netflix has got a show, and they're trying to market toys for them. You know, and instead of it just being one straight line of, hey, this aired Saturday, like going back to cartoons yeah. Saturday morning. You know, we do all this here, then you know there. So it's mm-hmm. you know, people have more ways to consume stuff. But it's so it's kind of hard to weird to do like a one streamlined way, if that makes sense. No, totally. Because I'm sitting here while you're saying that thinking that you had ABC and CBS Mm -hmm. and NBC. So you had your three major networks that where they all had their particular cartoons. So but now, (laughs) I mean, look at all you the the over I say oversaturation. You got Netflix, you got Amazon, you got Hulu, you got I mean, you still have cable channels. So you have so much out there. I mean, even even having cable when we were growing up and having it still is different. You see, you see what I'm saying? You had your yeah. you had all your yeah. cable channels, but so, now you have so many platforms and so yeah, many different ways to watch. And 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 on these platforms, look at how much stuff you have to watch or you have to decide you want to watch on mm-hmm. all these platforms. I know the majority of the TV shows. Like when I was younger, I watched on like Boomerang and sprout and disney channel and whatever but all of us all of the teenagers we watch stuff off of streaming platforms mainly like i think we cut cable tv forever ago mm-hmm. and i i i have one friend i think that still has cable tv so all of the stuff we get usually doesn't have commercials right cuz we pay for stri- we we pay the monthly fee or our parents do mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our parents. Do. Yeah. You Thanks remember? You have, you have Disney Plus because of me. <laughs> Thanks, Daddy. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> but Aww. all the free stuff are like YouTube. The ads that I get have never been toys, like ever. Mm-hmm. They're either for more entertainment, like more movies or whatever, or for Wi-Fi. I swear they think I'm like a leader of a company or something all i get is charter business and like all this stuff <laughs> spectrum it's it's crazy but i haven't gotten a toy ad ever i don't yeah. think it's it's been a while she's really i you know i have this light bulb over my head moment that she's right i mean with all these streaming platforms the need for these you know the commercials and that has cut down drastically you don't see commercials you're not as exposed to them as we were and mm. and even the ads you get you know, how many times do we really sit and watch an ad when it pops up? We try to skip over it. We want to get right back to that show yeah. or right back to that video we were watching. TiVo, that 30-second skip button. And, <laughs> and and these days, you know, I run I'm, – I'm very sorry to all my YouTube creator friends, and I have a few. <laughs> I run Adblock on my browser. I don't see ads mm-hmm. whatsoever. You know, unless I'm using my phone or we're watching on over Roku on the TV mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, but majority of the time I'm watching on my computer, I don't see ads. Yeah. at all. Because I mean, think about it, guys. Wasn't it just a huge thing for us to realize when we got to the point where you mean we can skip through the commercials? 
we can get right back to the show. <laughs> we don't, yeah. yeah, we don't have to like run and grab and run and get, hey, it's back on, you know, and, and that getting back yeah. to the TV for that show to come on. We can like, oh, I can, I can skip right past this. I can pause what I'm yeah. watching. We have that instant gratification now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. instant gratification is the, the huge thing. I mean, advertising in general has changed. It's it, mm-hmm. instead of instead of it being like visual with us, it's more like companies just want to know who you are. Yeah, yeah. It's like instead of actually advertising to your eyes, they're kind of coming in under like with you know Facebook marketing, Google marketing. They would rather pay to get the information about you and mm-hmm. cater toys in that direction. But it just it just doesn't work the same. It doesn't work the same as it did for us as kids, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think like you were saying at the at the very beginning, the reason you guys had toys was so these companies could make money. Like they made money off of these toys, right? Mm-hmm. Right. They now don't have to sell toys to make their money. They get it through our subscriptions to these platforms. I think there's not as big of a push for toys because there is so much electronic now so i think the toys have not become as big of a deal for our generation as they were for yours because now we have the internet they make their money through advertisements and copyright stuff with like netflix or whatever Mm -hmm. wow this is this is really (laughs) i'm glad we dived into this because this is this has been some thought-provoking conversation here hey Alyssa, get off my lawn <laughs> is but this usually this is your kind job? of a, no 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 i just feel attacked because you're like you're like dead on other than other than i think the only thing that is off about your statement is the assumption that the media companies and the toy companies are in the same boat i do think the toy companies are hurting because your generation oh, yeah. isn't liking toys and it's very difficult to market to you but i think that you're right in that that has been offset mm-hmm. by media companies making more money. And the thing is, is when you're a toy company, and like let's say you're Hasbro, Hasbro gets a license from a a media company to make Harry Potter toys or or Transformers or something like that. Well, the media company, they don't care. They're making more money now because they've got you locked in better and more effective mm-hmm. watching their shows. You know, yes, they make more money off of oh, they make money off of the toys. But it's it's just a it's just like a, a scale. It yeah. just the balance is just shifted a little bit. They're still making the same amount of money, if not more. It's just they don't need to depend so much on toys as they used to. Yeah. And I, I think too, you know, you have your babies, you have your toddlers that are, you know, you have the toys for them, and that's really what they have as far as playtime. But now, even as five, six years old, now it's a handheld device. It's a switch. It's a game. It's a it's a mm-hmm. tablet. It's something that I can play with. It's electronic. So why do I want to go buy a plastic action figure and play with that? I, I'd Which, rather just have this tablet or I'd rather have this Nintendo Switch and play this game. Or I want to watch, you know, a cartoon or I want to... It's all about what's in the hand that's an electronic device. Which I'm going to be honest, guys. Maybe don't do that. Get your children toys. It's better for their developmental... <laughs> Uh, your kids are all going to be dumb. I'm whoa, just, whoa, whoa. Wait, whoa. are you telling me? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm That's kidding. a bold statement well, there, Cotton. No, wow. It's not. It's a joke. I'm oh, sorry. That was, for <laughs> Let's hear what she's got next. <laughs> no, I, oh, that's it was great. but a joke. 
Sorry. Actually, <laughs> wait, wait, are, you mean to tell me that that we can sit our children in front of TVs and devices and they'll be perfectly fine? If you no. want their brain cells to be gone. <laughs> Look, Brock and, and sorry, Alyssa, I'm sorry. Well, it's like Alyssa said, she and Brock and Alyssa's mom were. It took them a while to even get to the point where they wanted Alyssa to even have a phone. So that's. It's, yeah. it's all in how you want to parent your child, and we are not going to have that discussion tonight. Yes, uh, we'll so never sorry. have that I'm discussion. Not, we we, we, we want to make sure you how to parent yeah. your children. I'm still a teenager myself. I'm just relaying the scientific research. No, that's no. That, that's a conversation we'll never have no. because we want to keep our listeners. <laughs> Love you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. We will we go will, back to yeah. hating a Walmart before we'll do that. <laughs> No, we'll always hate on Walmart. I got yeah, no issue I'll, with that. I'll be clear. We'll never have that conversation here. So, yeah. Well, <laughs> this has been definitely an interesting conversation. And it's 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 one that I was extremely happy about having Alyssa on for this because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of these things, yeah, I have not thought about. We're old and grizzled. So it's good to have a fresh <laughs> perspective on how these things work. Yeah. And let's take one quick second. David had a question. Just let me yell at him really quickly. Hey, David, if you're hungry and want a sandwich, you can fix your sandwich, okay? All right. Since you don't use mayonnaise like Uncle Bo here, all you got to do is just throw the meat and cheese on a piece of bread and have at it. Ah, he is a man of culture. I respect him. (laughs) Yeah, this morning. David came in here a second ago while he was whipping. He goes, was lasagna our dinner? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, "Mm." (laughs) hmm. That was at three o'clock, Dad. Come on. Well, you know, at least it ain't 11 o'clock. And he's like, I'm kind of hungry. Yeah, he came in here last night at close to like 1045. You know, what's to eat? (laughs) He's a boy. Oh, my gosh. He's in the growth spurt. But yeah. All right. All right, buddy. But yeah, that's that's one reason why I was thankful we were able to have Alyssa on because, you know, to get the different perspective. So we appreciate the sweetheart. Thanks, Alyssa. You're welcome. So Thank you. thinking about living in the moment and just enjoying life, Kevin got to go do something recently that we wish we could have gone to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kevin, tell us about your trip, man. So everyone, I decided to jump into the great Petri dish, into the great containment field <laughs> of Pensacon. I went down to Pensacola for Pensacon this year. It's kind of was kind of wishy-washy as to whether I was going to get to get a chance to go, but I finally uh, drove Amelia down there, stopped at all the superchargers. Got, got some, <laughs> Amelia some, is the Tesla. Tesla, yes, they should know by now, Bob. Jeez, God. Um, I've mentioned Amelia before. Did anyway, y'all know Kevin so, drives a Tesla? Sorry, no way. Ahead. Episode two, There's we no talk way. all about it. <laughs> go no back way. and listen. So. Um, Anyway, so I, I wasn't able to go down for the entire weekend. Um, I was only able to go down for a select amount of hours on Saturday because I needed to be back for a engagement that I needed to go to on Sunday. So I didn't want to have to drive all night long. So anyway, I got down there, uh, just went went down on Friday night, and um, I'm nearly there. I'm about 15 minutes away, and I'm going down there, and I'm going to uh, stay the night with my sister, uh, Michelle, and her uh, her daughter, my niece, Kelsey, and that uh, they had gotten an Airbnb at uh, just right there next to the, the Pensacola Base Center and a phenomenal setup. So I'm anyway, I'm, I'm about 15 minutes away from the, the actual event and I get uh, a call from Michelle and she says, <laughs> she says, we're at McGuire's Pub. You've got to get here. And I'm like, why? Emily Swallow is sitting at my table. 
and we're eating dinner with Emily Swallow. And anybody that doesn't know who Emily Swallow is, she was in Supernatural, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. she played. Uh, uh, she's in The Mandalorian. You know, mm-hmm. she was the armor. Yeah. So she she's yeah like a, a phenomenal actress, and she actually earlier this year she actually did a cameo uh, for my girlfriend Rebecca, and um, it was like her the, the first cameo that she had done for a birthday. Uh, that year and it was like one of the cutest things i'd ever seen but anyway so i get there and we are um at a large table with the folks and i'm gonna plug them magic city con magic city con you guys knocked yes. it out of the park right. at pensacola yeah you guys got uh convinced emily swallow to come and uh hang out with us so i'd show up I, I i know just a handful of these people and just me i may be an introvert but i switched that extrovert muscle on and start flexing the heck out of it and just started <laughs> started talking to everybody being as sociable as I could be and it was so cool because just having that little bit of primer actually really helped me get into the con spirit yeah and guys I know that there are a lot of our listeners out there who love conventions that just love going to conventions and we all miss it that feeling that I got just in my chest of like I'm around my people again yep and and being just just being at a con I wasn't even at the con yet guys I was at a <laughs> freaking restaurant outside the con Mm -hmm. sitting down with all the people it just i got that feeling so the next morning when we got up and we actually got over by the way pensacon the last year it was run i did not have a very high opinion of it it had um, a lot of problems with security had a lot of problems with queuing once you got in there you were good but it was overall was was kind of rough this year they changed it for over from being run by a larger company to a company that's based in Pensacola. And that combined with the fact that people are still really timid about COVID and, and coming out, it was a much smaller affair and it was a little more intimate. And when I say intimate, like you would expect the convention, you know, the, the vendor floor was really packed, a lot of things like that. But overall it was phenomenal. I got to go and do the vendor floor experience. I got to go around and talk to the artist. I got to go over to where the celebrities were, mm-hmm. got to walk around everywhere. It just felt like a con and it felt so good, even though this is Florida and most everybody wasn't wearing a mask. <laughs> um, it, it, I mean, the, the cool thing is, is I came away and didn't have con crud. So awesome. that's like the first time in a long time that I've come away from a convention and not had con crud. So I'm attributing that to everyone being isolated from each other for so long, but Pensacon I would highly recommend it. And again, major kudos to the Magic City Con folks for putting on such a good show, uh, coming up with the best uh, connections at McGuire's when we were there, and then just being like overall super awesome. I went and talked to them uh, while we were going around the vendor floor, and I found a vendor um, that se- that is based in Opelika that sells like the, the, uh, the I forget the name of the um, f- Loungefly, Loungefly, yes it is, Loungefly Bags. That She kind of specializes in that. and She's never been to Magic City Con, apparently. And I'm like, what? What? She's like here in Alabama. So we went and got her contact information, walked up to the Magic City Con booth and said, please call this lady. Oh, nice. Get, get her to the convention. Okay. And I thought, Rita, I thought Rita and Jamie are always super awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought you were going to mention that there's a store in Opelika that does a lot of secondhand things called Almost Anything. They have a lot of collectibles and retro video games and everything. That's so good. And they've, oh. and they've been to Magic City Con before. That's, that's where I thought you were going. I, I am. I'm being horrible here. I don't remember the name of her business, but all I know is in the last probably five years, I have probably partially funded 
her one of her children's college fund <laughs> and just the amount of freaking lounge fly bags i've bought for people yeah because they're not so, cheap no they're not they're not no they're not cheap at all and you know walked away with another one <laughs> so i mean <laughs> i mean it's the way it is but um it, you know, she had never been to magic city con so you know we were, we're trying to get her oh, nice. there because i know she was uh the last time that i went to alabama comic-con she was there and she made she was one of the best vendors there mm-hmm. so so yeah i mean overall Pensacon this year was it wasn't as big. I mean, that's that should be expected from every convention coming up. But it was phenomenal. Um you you I felt the the magic, the the you know yeah. that that aura that you get around where you're like at a convention and you're like everybody everybody here this is my people. Right. These are all my people. <laughs> I got I got that feeling again. And it, and and honestly guys, I was only there for about 4 or 5 hours total. You know, people go there for the whole weekend mm-hmm. and it was just that little bit that's all it took. Was to get there. Of course, I'm not including the McGuire's trip. <laughs> that they kind of that kind of sparked it off. But overall, actually being at the convention, it was good. So fantastic job to the Pensacon folks for putting on an amazing convention. Even though I stood in line for longer than I probably should have to get my pass, uh, the, the, the day pass because the registration times weren't in the program. <laughs> That's my only complaint. Even then. I made a friend while I was in the line. So it was awesome, guys. Yeah, uh, you know, cool. Two thumbs up. Phenomenal. Pensacon was amazing. Fantastic. You did or did not go meet Judith Hogue? I actually saw. I, I Look, guys. All right. I get shy. Okay. Around, <laughs> around celebrities. Okay. I didn't go and formally meet her. But I will say I shared the same air as her in the same room <laughs> at McGuire's because I saw her there. and. I got celebrity shy and I didn't talk to her. I, I'm not going to feel bad about it, but she was amazing. Well, I mean, how can you not? She's a babe. She's a babe. <laughs> and the thing was, was, I mean, you know, I think Bo and I have already talked about this, but I think it, it was, she was one of my first crushes I when mean, I was a kid. How could she, she not have been? Amazing. Yeah. Who I mean, is this? This is Judith Hogue. She was April O'Neil in the 1990 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. <laughs> it's been a while, but you've Don't seen it. Don't give us that face, actually, You know who she is, and she's amazing. We actually, I we actually exactly saw it here is. the first time. I think. Yeah, she saw it here with yeah, us. We showed probably. She slept since then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really hoping though. You talk about Pensacon. I've been wanting to go for a few years, but unfortunately, like every major convention, they like to plan on weekends. I work because I work rotating weekends. Yeah. So next year, I've already seen their dates, and I am off. So hopefully, I will oh, be fantastic. And so, if anything, like I may do, like you do, Kevin, do it one day. And, and Kev, you you can redeem yourself with Judith when she's here at Alabama Comic Con later this year. There you go. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go and see her if you guys go with. Me. Oh, we'll be there because oh, yeah, we're getting stuff signed. No, I'm going to hug this woman. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> April O'Neil, yeah, getting a hug. So, so basically, just to kind of give you some perspective, Judith Hogue was the first one I saw when I came in McGuire's. After I got, I mean, I'm 15 minutes away from you know getting to Pensacola. I'm like coming into it. And, you know, my sister calls me about Emily Swallow being there at the table. But as soon as I walk in, she's standing there. And I'm, it's like, I mean, you know, you know, like <laughs> if, if you get if you get kind of crazy and you, your, your your head starts to buzz a little bit, you know, like like you're standing in front of a crowd. That's kind of like it was, you know, I was like, yeah, I feel like I'm a teenager again. This is very appropriate. <laughs> and shout out to McGuire's. That is a great place to eat. Yes, yes it is. Oh, my so. goodness. I know they took down a lot of the money that they had on the on the ceiling to help out when one of the hurricanes or something came through. Mm-hmm. Correct. I think so. Do, do they still have money on the ceiling? Have they started putting that back up? I um 
Okay, let me let me remind you. So I come in the <laughs> restaurant and Judith Hogue is right there. Hey, three. Yeah. yeah, that was. And, I'm and the sorry. next thing I know, I'm sitting at a table and I'm talking. Kevin to forgot what the place uh, looked like. Uh, Honestly, though, with all the money on the ceiling, there's the one thing at that place I want more than anything. They have that big DeLorean, DeLorean. company sign. Like mm-hmm. that, that was that caught my eye more than the money did. I, I love that thing. I would, oh gosh. Okay. So if that goes missing out of McGuire's, we have your first suspect. <laughs> that is not I'm pretty sure that Bo is not the first suspect. He's just the first one to voice it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. We, we will be. Bama Geeks minus one, if that ever happens. <laughs> I would do. I would be doing it remotely from the. <laughs> <laughs> we'll actually go. We'll go back down to McGuire's, take all the money off the ceiling, so we can pay his bail. That's right. There you go. And uh, if you ever do oh, man. manage to get that, don't put it up on your wall with command strips. Okay. Yeah. Don't go. do that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> be a much larger crash. <laughs> oh my goodness. We we wanted to go to Pensacon a year ago, so whenever Weird Al Yankovic was there. Yeah, right and before the... And yeah, we, we passed on it, so, but we'll, we'll get to meet him again one day. Still regret that decision yeah, immensely. Hopefully he'll yes. be back around. I mean, everything's starting to open back yeah. up. I mean, even Dragon Con's going to do an in-person event this year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. We're glad you had a, a great time. We didn't get to go to a convention, but we went to a movie theater over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And we got to see Cruella, and we're not going to overly talk about that because mm-hmm. a couple of people on here haven't seen it, and we're going to be respectful. But Cruella, I knew nothing about the movie going into it. I I knew that it was coming out. I knew it had Emma Stone and Emma Thompson, and mm-hmm. that was all I knew about it. I mean, I'm very familiar with Cruella through you know 101 Dalmatians and the all the other Disney lore because that's you know what we thrive on, right? And I, I didn't really know what to expect out of this. Like I said, I did no research on it. And I'll just go ahead and tell you guys right now, see it. Definitely. See it. Please see it. 10 out of 10 recommend. It was phenomenal. It went on a little bit longer than I thought it would, mm-hmm. but it held my intention the entire time. Yes. And Emma Stone really, in my opinion, did a fantastic job as Cruella. And giving her backstory and mm-hmm. why she is the way she is. Very interesting good. backstory and something that they, you know, you had the foundation of Cruella to build on and and develop this backstory for her. And I'm very fascinated by this backstory. Mm-hmm. One tie-in that was really good for me was the, the time period the movie was set in was the 70s. And the soundtrack was amazing. And the songs were perfectly placed in the movie, chosen in the movie to help guide the story and tell the narrative very well. It was like James Gunn-esque. Yes, very much so. Even if you have no plans to immediately go see the movie or rent it on Disney+, Plus, go into Spotify, go into Apple Music, wherever you can, and just download the soundtrack. I I was doing that this morning. I was going it's back in so and, great. and diving into the to the songs and adding them to my music playlist. The the one question I have for you guys, since you've seen it, and since I'm the reason you're trying to be spoiler free, and I appreciate that because you know we don't care about Bo, you know we don't care what these. Yeah, we spoil Bo. We don't care. Yeah, but but I'm the one who like I know where you live, and you better not spoil it because I haven't watched it yet. Look, dude. Um, we, hey, we, so, hey, look, we we got your cereal, okay? That's that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, I did want to ask: Did it change your opinion of 101 Dalmatians at all? Yes. Yeah. 
A hundred percent. It definitely changed my perception of Cruella. Very much so. That was what going into this that people were saying they feared was that it was going to like whitewash her history. And I've had discussions with other fans about like that with Darth Vader, for mm -hmm. example. You know, Darth Vader is the same thing. It's like uh, you have folks that want him to be that imposing monolithic figure like he was in Empire Strikes Back when they were putting Han Solo in the Carbonite. You know, and you're like looking at this guy's like, how dare you? How dare you? You're just so super evil. And that's since then, we've seen Darth Vader and other things like we've seen him in Rogue One. We've seen him you know, in video games. And it's kind of like mm -hmm. we kind of cheer for him now instead of him being a bad guy. Is that what's happening with Cruella? Do you kind of feel like you're cheering for her now? I, I don't think it's on that scale because Darth is is so iconic and has had so much happen with him. Mm -hmm. With Cruella, it just put her in a different light. It made me understand why she is the way she is. Right. Not, not. I wouldn't say it's so much cheering for her. It's mm -hmm. just a deeper understanding of her psyche and why she is the way she is. Um, I agree. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the last character interactions I had at Disney World, you know, I was, uh, we talked about it before. I was there the weekend it shut down of the pandemic. And I was one of the last, uh, really, I was one of the last people at Disney World before they shut it down and I was down there for a work conference and they brought in the villains to come to our, our big conference shindig and Cruella was one of them. And that was the best experience I had that, that character. I love Cruella and understanding her now just gives me a deeper appreciation. I mean, I love the Disney villains. I mean, mm -hmm. anybody who knows me knows how much I love Ursula. We've talked about it. I, I adore Ursula. She is a, She's hands down my favorite Disney villain. And this just gave me a new a new love of Cruella. We've already had the, the Maleficent live action movies. It's mm -hmm. focused on a Maleficent. Now we have this with Cruella. And Emma Stone in interviews has said, we've had these. It's time for Ursula. It's time to get Ursula her movie. If we're going to keep continuing to do this. She rightfully deserves her own movie, just like the other villains that they have put out there have it's just an interesting perspective on a character that is you know the kind of the side character to a lot of these stories and a lot of these movies mm -hmm. that we've seen you get to put your focus on this person now and they're not just somebody just to cast aside just as oh they're the bad guy in this movie now the, the thing with Corella is and i don't think i'm the only person to really think this but Cruella was never a villain that I really wanted to know more about. I, mm -hmm. I appreciate right. that we have a movie about her. Exactly. But, uh, and, and from what you guys are saying, it's a well-deserved telling of her history. Mm -hmm. But I know we're going to kind of delve into what we feel are going to need to be the next villains. But, you know, you mentioned Ursula. I mean, Ursula, whenever you watch the movie, yeah, of course, she's the bad guy. But you're looking at it and you're like, why did, how did she get this way? Mm -hmm. You don't really get that. I, I never really got that feeling about Cruella. It was just like, she was, it was just the way she was presented in the right. movie. That just they're just the bad guy. Way. They're the bad person in the movie. Yeah. I'd say, but um, just the way that Ursula does the whole uh, poor, unfortunate soul song. You're like, how did she get this way? Why, <laughs> why is she just this freaking evil? Many years of working in customer service, probably. <laughs> At Walmart. It was. Amen. Yes. There's a Walmart tie-in, guys. Yeah. Hey <laughs> no, I absolutely agree because Cruella has never been one 
that I was a big fan of. I've always really loved like Maleficent and Jafar and Ursula. And she's always been kind of a second thought because it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, insane lady who likes to murder dogs for pretty coats. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I think after seeing this movie, my perspective on her has definitely changed. And I know, as my dad was saying, like, he wasn't necessarily rooting for her, but I was. I love <laughs> a good villain. Okay. And I don't think necessarily she's justified in any of her actions but i absolutely found Mm -hmm. myself rooting for her throughout the movie and she will definitely be considered one of my favorites from now on but Alyssa, do do you still consider her a villain yes okay oh yeah i was i was uh, about to i I asked Alyssa, (laughs) you don't consider her a villain sorry okay diving (laughs) me being the psychology nerd i am I have a very hard time seeing anyone as a villain anyway, because I'm like, ooh, but there had to be something that like made you like this, and it's not... <laughs> anyway, I personally don't necessarily view her as a villain. I see her as a troubled genius who might be a slight bit insane, who okay. just happened to turn the wrong way. She had goals, and she went about them the wrong way. She made poor choices. She did. <laughs> a lot. There we go. A lot. Uh, yes, a lot of poor choices, but also she was kind of mad. But that's okay because it just added to her charm, and I love her. This oh, movie yeah. Was fantastic. Okay. Without spoiling anything, it was who's more evil in the movie? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's nice. you got Cruella, and then you've got another force she is dealing with, and who's worse? Right. Yeah. Okay. And we'll leave it at that. Okay. The lesser of two evils is still evil, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. The lesser right. of two really bad evils. Gotcha. So, so we have, so, so we have Cruella, and we, we know we, we've kind of covered her, and we've talked about Ursula. You know, obviously Brock is going to be very partial to getting an Ursula origin story because you know he's Queen big. Latifah. Queen Latifah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. One, uh, we, and as you guys expect, you know, whenever you do a podcast, we, you do like pre talk or we start talking about things like what we're going to talk about. One of the things that I was surprised that we didn't mention that not a single one of us actually brought up was Captain Hook. Ooh. <gasps> I forgot. Captain Hook. Ooh. Well, Captain Hook's already been per- perfectly done. Yeah. Of course, we don't Dustin have Dustin Hoffman. Hoffman with this no more. Oh, huh? yeah, but they didn't really explore why he was the way he was. Wait a he's just bad. Wait, well, Bo? Wait. Wait, what? Dustin Hoffman passed, didn't he? He no! didn't pass for right. Man, no, he's still alive. Look, we're we're very. I thought Dustin Hoffman was gone too. Oh, uh, yes. Like, Are no. you serious, guys? He is gone. Okay, we apologize in advance to Mr. Hoffman and his friends and family <laughs> that we have preemptively killed him off. <laughs> oh my God, he is still alive. Oh, I... <laughs> oh my goodness, Mr. Hoffman! If you have to no, be a no, fan, I, I know, sorry. I know exactly where I messed up. I'm confusing him with Dennis Hopper. That's where I'm messing up. Is he still okay? Alive? No, Dennis Hopper died a few Dennis years Hopper. ago. That's that's where I'm confusing. Yes, <laughs> man, don't be killing off Dustin Hoffman. Wasn't there already like I'm behind? It, there was a Hook movie, right? Yes, Robin yes, Williams, yes, right. but it was but it was still from the perspective of Peter, Peter Pan. Pan. Yeah. So like, I mean, the whole thing with Corella, you know, I've I've well, so you seen, could. I've, I've watched some of it, um, and the thing with Cruella is it doesn't even really. We, you see some Dalmatians in there, but uh, you know, toward the beginning of it. But mm-hmm. it, I'm sure there are more. But um, 
The, the, yeah, yeah. Thank you, bro. Yeah, he's like, he's like, like <laughs> licking lips. his lips, zip the lips there. Um, but you know, the thing is, is we we need to know where it started. Like, what we we know that he doesn't like the the, the alligator, right? You know, obviously because it took his hand. Why? why? What happened? What what happened? What I mean, well, he was chasing Peter Pan. Okay, well, show us. It's because his show mom and dad used to use him for alligator bait. <laughs> <laughs> what? It, Seriously, I mean, honestly, that would be a that could be an amazing story. Just to say, I, I would count that up there with Ursula, with how good that could. I agree. Be. Uh, I agree with you. On and that. now we need an origin story for Chubbs from Happy Gilmore, since he lost his hand to an alligator. <laughs> I okay. I kind of have a different perspective on the whole how interesting of a storyline that would be. I can I can kind of see it, but also. I find that he's like, maybe my mind is just messed up, but he seems to be like the least evil of all the Disney villains, right? Like he, he seems to have a softer side, but then again, he did try to push children off a plank. I get that. But I mean, I don't blame him there. But, I mean, <laughs> I, you, you obviously haven't talked to Peter Pan. Peter Pan would tell you he's a really bad guy. But Peter okay. Pan is also like a child, and they're like in Neverland. And even though Captain Hook is like trying to murder them, everything winds up all hunky dory. And like every, I mean, it's a Disney movie. It's a Disney movie, yeah. Yeah, I just, I personally would prefer to see like Scar. Right? Scar is mm-hmm. just evil. Okay, there's no good about him. You see what I'm saying? He is, yeah. Uh, Scar is slimy evil. He's like just, just he's a slimy character, and it's just he's right. Good. It's good, and so I know the Lion King is like based off Hamlet, right? Mm-hmm. But I would, I would like, I would like like a Scar movie. To and, be completely honest, and, and Jeremy I'm, Irons is still alive, Bo. <laughs> yes, I know that. <laughs> I still, I, I feel like an idiot. I don't know why. For some reason, why my brain. Well, Bo, guess what? I agreed with you, so we're both idiots. It's, it's fine. Yeah. It's okay. I, I have to he existed. So I have to look up and see: Is this person? Did I miss the death announcement? Is this person still alive? I, I get it. I get it. And the internet well, yeah, loves yeah. to play tricks on people like that. That is so. true. That yeah. is very true. <laughs> we, and so we good. also, guys, we also have to include Jafar. Yes. Jafar oh, would also yes. be a really good villain. Mm-hmm. And as we talked about in our pre podcast we need to have jafar get his eye exam the director dv classic (laughs) (laughs) is this better one or two could you please repeat it one or two Oh, see, now I've got to I got to go and watch that afterwards. Yeah, we got to put that cl- Yeah, I'm going to have to watch it cuz I never watched Family Guy. So I wasn't allowed to watch Family and Guy. You're still not. Shelter <laughs> kids. You get, okay, Brock, please just let her watch the short, okay? Yeah, it's it's a clue. Yeah, it, it, it'll be okay. fine. It would be fine for her to see that. Um well, but like, yeah, J- uh Star would be a good one at least. I agree. Jafar. Mm-hmm. Um uh, but I, I am in total agreement. I think the next one up, especially continuing on the the path of uh, female villains, um, mm-hmm. would be Ursula for sure. I mean, Absolutely. that would be like beyond phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And, now, and and just in that vein, really quickly, can we? Can, I, I got to mourn the loss of Samuel E. Wright, who was the voice of Sebastian. Mm-hmm. He died this past mm-hmm. week. Yeah, he was seventy four, I believe. That's that's a gentleman I had always wanted to meet, and you know, I've set out so often to to try to meet the cast of the little mermaid and now won't be able to but you know condolences to his friends and family and yeah yeah 
Okay, I'm sorry. We can continue on. <laughs> we okay. took a moment of silence. That's what that's what yeah. happened. Yeah. I went silent because I was actually considering doing a Sebastian impression, and I was like, "Is that appropriate or not?" Well, if, if you if <laughs> you listen if you listen to the intro of the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, we had you know we we've got Sebastian in our in the in the intro. Yep. And sure. and Jess and I are going to head back over at the beginning of August. Side note, and uh, see Jody Benson again. She's going to be at Atlanta Comic Con that first weekend in August, first yep. or second weekend in August. So we're going over there for that. Yep. I don't turn on Jody. I don't care. No. <laughs> Can you guys think of any other villain castings? Okay. So I was thinking for a second, I was like Gaston, but then I was like, there is no Gaston is just a really just stuck up egotistical guy who needs to like stop. Yeah. Oh, I, I, but I, I feel like there could be a traumatic childhood past. There's some war stories too. We could potentially. Go and it could but, be just the, it'd be a whole movie of him just working out and like eating all that food that he talks about. <laughs> right? well, what went wrong with him is he got whatever disease you get from eating too many eggs, raw eggs. Salmonella. <laughs> yeah, he got salmonella. Yeah, and it infected him. That's why he died, guys. But- I'm, I'm sure. Maybe thinking they're going to stop with the the top tier villains. I'm surprised this has not been one convinced yet. Like the Evil Queen. I know other other. <gasps> other mm. other stories have done it you know other there's been like the other snow white movies but i'm sure disney's eventually going to have their own evil queen from snow white yeah oh they have to yeah. um well, another one to mention uh riding off that with Bo was uh, uh mother gothel from rapunzel mm. oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Rapunzel story. a mother gothel backstory i love her i mean wh- why did she get to the love point her. where she felt she needed the, the the whole magic of the of the hair constantly to keep her alive. How did she get to that point? Could be a similar thing to Gaston. You know, he's vain, right. vanity, vanity. Mm-hmm. Yep. She was getting older. She had to keep herself young and vibrant and beautiful, which is why I still right. collect toys in my mid forties. <laughs> <laughs> Are your toys the equivalent of Rapunzel's hair? Is I feel that- like it. Okay. My well, 44 year old father, everyone. I feel young on the inside. There you go. Really old on the outside. <laughs> Yeah, this is. No. I, I really, I, I really like this, and I love, love the Cruella movie, and it didn't lessen her as a villain for me. No, by, by no, no means. means. Oh, there we go. We said the same thing, Jinx. We do it all the time. Oh. And there, <laughs> they're, there, they're there brains. is one more. There, there is one more that we need to mention um, that could potentially get an origin story. Is Doctor Facilier. Oh yes. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Doctor Facilier yes. would be a really. Good I, I want to know more about him. He was fascinating. I, I love him. Uh, I don't, but like, I need a backstory <laughs> on him. Um, also, my brain has just gone blank. But Madam, the lady in the swamp, Madam. Ooh. Uh, you talking about from uh, Rescuers? Uh, no, sir. It's still Princess and the Frog. Oh, sorry. Uh, the the lady in the swamp. I just think she's kind of cool. She's not a villain. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 The yeah, lady yeah. with the snake that just... Mm-hmm. Yes. Madam, I forgot her name, but I love her. Yes. Just a thought. Bo, did we derail you earlier? I'm sorry. Oh, you're good. No, maybe <laughs> thank you. Uh, people are always looking for movies for um for Ernest Elba, and I believe that is the uh, the doctor from uh, from Princess and the Frog. That would be a good, that mm-hmm. would be a good choice. Of course, mm-hmm. though, I mean, Keith David did his voice, and I mean, Keith David still... He's, he's a little bit older guy, but I could see him. He's still alive. Yeah. Yes, he is. Hey, Bo, he's still alive. Yes. <laughs> hey, that should be the thing now. What celebrity is Bo's killed off? If if we if we want the true quintessential Disney villain, we need a backstory in the hunter that killed Bambi's mother. 
Oh, oh, there you go. Yes. Do we really want that story though? Oh, he's probably he's, he's probably from Alabama. You <laughs> stop. Probably Alabama man. <laughs> I mean, we have a bunch of deer hunters in the state, and you know, I don't have a problem with that. But still, he's either Bama man or Florida man. <laughs> Actually, it's not Florida man because there were no bath salts involved. <laughs> the bath salts out of it. It's Bama man. Apologies to our Florida listeners. We love you. <laughs> Um, I'm not I, apologizing, okay? You Florida folks, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I think some of these, sorry, I think some of these, maybe not lesser villains, but lesser known villains that aren't necessarily what come to mind at first, like Dr. Facilier, I hope I'm saying his name right. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I would watch that as a TV series. I think that would be a cool TV series, maybe. I don't mm. know. That would actually be a really good way of doing it. Like you yeah. can make you can make the larger villains. Like uh, uh, I'm not saying Doctor Facilier is not a larger villain, but he definitely right. doesn't have the villain clout of Ursula. Ursula would be a good movie. Doctor Facilier right. might be a good TV show. Like you know, I was talking in our in our our, our pre talk about the podcast. Uh, one of my favorite Disney movies of all times is the is the Great Mouse Detective, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's not one that's very popularly known. It's not one of the big big movies but if you've ever seen it one of the really good the really good villain in there is radigan radigan would probably be a really good one to do as a tv series mm-hmm. so i mean yeah i could definitely see them and you know disney would be all about that saying oh let's do some in disney plus and then do some that's on <laughs> uh, the movie and then we'll do premiere access and you can buy it for 30 dollars. <laughs> you know <laughs> look at this disney we're just throwing you million dollar ideas here just i wouldn't be disappointed with the yzma and croc movie <gasps> oh, yes. oh Isma. Yeah. Oh my god, yep. I didn't even think of her. Because we gotta make sure we get the poison for Cusco. Cusco's poison. <laughs> Hades would be another good one. Mm-hmm. Oh I, yeah. need, I need a whole series on Hades. I need like hour long episodes. He'd like, be fun to watch. There's so many people championing <laughs> right him. now for Danny DeVito to just somebody please cast Bill. Danny DeVito in his live action. <laughs> Yes. Bill, yes. No, it's not a stretch. <laughs> no, the man's in perfect shape. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of thinking with Hades, hasn't that story, I mean, Disney hasn't told it, but hasn't the story of Hades being screwed over by the other gods been told a bunch of times already, though? Yeah. Isn't that kind of why Hades is the way he is? Because he was screwed over by his brothers? I think so. There are so many different variations. Yeah, Greek mythology uh, stuff, yeah. that's. Oh, yeah. There are all different versions i think that hades was really comical like in disney at least he's very like comical mm-hmm. and not as like yeah. <laughs> dark because it's disney but i liked this version of him but i also i like the idea that he's not necessarily like a bad guy at all i like to think he's like a tormented soul who just happens cool. to like guard the underworld you know yeah i mean that's the thing with with hades that makes him interesting is that regardless of how he is, he's always like the guy, like I mentioned earlier, he's the guy who is screwed over and he's really, really evil, bitter about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, he's so bitter. It made him evil. Hmm. And it, it, it is. I mean, there have been live action ones. There was that, I forget what the name of the movie was, but there was that one where um, Liam Neeson played Zeus. And I think it was Ralph Fiennes. It was the uh, clash of the Titans remake clash of the Titans. That was what it was. And then, you know, it was a whole thing. It was like, all right, well, Hades is acting all normal until he screws everybody over. Then he comes in and goes, I'm screwing you over because you guys screwed me over. 
<laughs> and it's like that that story's been told multiple times and it's like i i, I kind of yeah. makes me wonder if disney would want to rehash that right mm-hmm. yeah it would be a good story though i mean especially i mean anything to get you know the, the, the good old because i mean we can't we can't get rip torn back because rip rip torn has actually passed away <laughs> i know he passed away okay and he was the voice of zeus yes yeah yeah so I guess they could do that one. I just, like I said, I, I'm not sure if they would want to rehash that story again. All right. Yeah. I don't think that's one that should be at the top of their list. Like, let's do this tomorrow. You know, like. <laughs> no Disney Plus. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they bust out a, if they bust out on the rest of the movie at any point in the near future, I mean, you know, Jess and I, we have AMC a list and we're allowed three movies a week for that. <laughs> and that'll be, that'll be my rundown I'll, I'm, for a whole month, 12 showings. It'll be like, it'll be like, he's not kidding. No, no, there's there's no doubt at all. It'd be like when Frozen, hey, he'll go in, he'll go in every screening with his shirt on. He'll have, he'll he'll be like, did the guy go into the, um, uh, the football game (laughs) or or whatever, like with all this stuff, he'll have his like, like whatever the equivalent of the beer helmet is on. (laughs) Hey, I will paint myself purple. It was a good time to have AMC A-List when Frozen 2 came out. So oh One of the gosh. coolest things that I saw the other day on TikTok was someone had um, had taken their mom's car. She had a Kia Soul and had taken their car. She went and got it detailed, got it washed. And then she very stealthily put a sticker on the back above the Soul logo. It said, poor, unfortunate. Nice. And it had the, Love it. And I was like. Why does Brock not have a Kia Soul? <laughs> when I was a news reporter back in East Alabama, I actually I was one of the ones to break the story on when they came into uh, West Point, Georgia, to build their factory. So I actually like Kia because they actually included me in a bunch of stuff to begin with. So, well, since we're talking Kia with us living, I'm sure Jess has heard it too from our radio commercials about we want to see you in, in River Chase, Chase Kia. Kia. <laughs> For all you Central Alabama folks, there you go. There's your earworm you forgot about. Every, no, we hadn't forgot. I listened to it every morning on the way to <laughs> which work. Is so, which is so weird. They used to do some of the greatest commercials. They would have these bad Bill and Bill Clinton impersonators yes. talking, yes. talking about, I got a new Kia ship, but we got our new Sorrentos. And I mean, it was. Uh, so uh, River Chase Kia sponsorship <laughs> opportunities are available on Bama Geeks. Contact us okay. on our social media at Bama Geeks or BamaGeeks at gmail.com. I have to delete that from my brain and go call Goldberg 800-600-6014 And by the way, and Goldberg, there's so also lost. sponsorship opportunities for you. Look, we are all broken poor. Y'all guys want to sponsor Bama Geeks? <laughs> I just told you how to get a hold of it. Pay for my AMC A-list subscription, okay? I'll be fine. Oh, my gosh. We're becoming the free plug podcast. Uh, (laughs) Can't make it on without breaking a few eggs. Come on. Guys, we're on a Zoom call right now, and poor Alyssa is sitting here looking at us like, I don't know what's going on. I I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Alyssa, this is called a tangent. We have have many. Going back to that whole streaming service thing, I have zero idea what y'all are talking about. I still miss the Suzuki man. <laughs> uh, oh my goodness! And even I, anyone- I, I still, I, hey, I still, I still miss uh, Tina Gordon and sticks and stuff. Oh yeah, <laughs> Hi, I'm Tina Gordon driving. Up the- <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Y'all might have. Daddy, do you remember the thing you showed us at Christmas? It was, we were going through like the old mm-hmm. uh, commercials 
mm-hmm. and whatever. And there was this one Canadian don't drink and drive commercial. Oh, oh my and I'm goodness. I'm trying to remember. It's this one guy, and he's like, It's horrible. They're all in a bar, and I'm going to try to remember this, but they're all in a bar, and then he goes, oh, I'll have another round. And they're like, Are you going to be safe to drive? And he's like, Yeah, I'll be fine. And then he like staunters out, and they're like, You're stupid. Don't do this. And he was like, I'm great. And then he gets in the car and he crashes, right? And then he's like, ketchup, like really bad fake blood. He's like, <laughs> dead, right? And then, and the uh, the police guy, but the Canadian, it's not a Mountie. It didn't look like a Mountie, but he came over and he's like, Captain Leonard, you hey, are you okay? And he opens the door and there's the, like, the ketchup really, really badly done. He's like, not okay. He closes the door and he goes, and then it says like don't drink and drive like something like that and it sorry it was no, a- no, that's good. <laughs> that was awesome i just want to say gotta- Alyssa, Alyssa, please don't go into the medical field because i think you would like go to like somebody would come into the emergency room and you'd go let's just catch up <laughs> are you Faking okay eh? well i'm gonna i'm gonna find <laughs> that i'm gonna send that to you since you have a love of of commercials like that oh, yes. you'll send love it, it to all like both of them it's so good guys yeah. i can't I mean, now that Alyssa has described it, I think you're going to have to do it as like uh, the midweek social thing at this point, Brock. Yeah. I just post it along on yeah. the channel. So yep. we'll you guys it. just expect that. We'll at find this point. it. I have to dive Christ, back through so our good. YouTube history. <laughs> I want to go into a form of the medical field, but I shouldn't because I'm either going to be like super emotional about it, be like, oh, dead people, oh no. Or I'll be like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, or really that's sorry. just ketchup. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Walk, yeah, take a salt like, tablet uh, and walk it off. Well, as someone who's married to a nurse, that's pretty much the uh, sympathy I get around the house. You know, <laughs> I, I'll survive is usually what I've been told many times. Are you breathing? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All my wife's bedside manner is safe for her job. <laughs> <laughs> she ain't got time for that at home. Oh, yeah. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> I See, uh, Bo had told me that before, and I, I'm actually dating a nurse. And it's, it's like, it's something with nurses. It's yeah. like, you, you're like, heck yeah, man. I got me a nurse. It's going to be awesome. And she, mm-hmm. she'll listen to my stuff. And it's like, oh no, they're like, no, Mm-mm. no. Suck it you, up. You ain't nothing. I've heard, I've heard worse. Just deal with it. I am Take off a salt the, tablet. I am off the off. clock. <laughs> it's like working retail, but with people, you know, with their existence and living, you know, it, it kind of, I mean, they, they enjoy their job, do what they can. But then, you know, when it's, they're off the clock, Hey, You'll survive, like you said. Put some testing on it. You'll be all oh, right. Oh, oh, you want you want to hear something? I was in paracentesis the other day, and I pulled fifty pounds of fluid off of this one guy. Now let's talk about your feelings. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> oh my! Well. <laughs> so hey, hey Brock. Yeah. Let's talk Ghostbusters Day. Oh we got sure, Ghostbusters Day coming up. Yeah, by the time we get this out on the feed, June 8th will be right around the corner. And Ghostbusters Day, which is celebrated annually by all of us Ghostbusters fans and by Sony and Ghost Core, that's our holiday, our big day. So we don't know what to expect out of Ghostbusters Days this year. Kind of hoping for a second Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer, which comes out November 11th. Jess doesn't want to see it, and that's cool because she wants to go in as fresh as possible. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'd love to see a, a some sort of trailer not revealing anything. I don't want to see the original guys revealed at all in any type of trailer or any type of form, but I'm hoping maybe we'll have some more product announcements because as we've talked Mm -hmm. about a lot 
you know, we're collectors and we collect Ghostbuster stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, just this week, just this past week, you've seen us brag about it on our social media channels at Bama Geeks on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Shameless plug. But we shared a picture of two fearsome flushes and two bug eye ghosts that they were sent by Walmart and they arrived in almost immaculate condition, which we cannot say for a lot of our friends right. who yeah. had been listening. They had their figure cards bent in half and bubbles ripped up. I Walmart actually did us right for once. Mm-hmm. And so so those those the real Ghostbusters figures reissues from our youth from the, the Kenner series. Maybe some more toy announcements. I'm hoping. You know, we'd love to collect those. What do you what what are you guys wanting to see out of Ghostbusters Day? What do you Brock, guys have before you before you go any further, I just want to highlight the fact that Brock just said something positive about Walmart. Yeah. He did. And I just want to, I mean, that's just kind of a, a, a watermark level event here, guys. Um, Cause Brock just loves Walmart. As you guys know, I have another Walmart story that turned out to be pretty dang cool. Okay. So, okay. so we've related in, in a previous episode, how Jess surprised me one morning with Castle Grayskull. She had gone before work. She needed to get something for Walmart. There's a Castle Grayskull. So Brock being the, fiscally responsible guy that I, you know, aspire to be canceled my pre-order from walmart.com castle grayskull. I didn't need it. You know, it's already here Friday. I've gone across the state to pick up the kids and Jess sends me a text and just says, um, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, what did I do? (laughs) (laughs) And she sends me a picture of, another castle grayskull box sitting on our front porch yes oh. and i'm like I, I i don't know why that's there um <laughs> she says it's from walmart it came via fedex it's castle grayskull again and i'm like i canceled that walmart this is the second time i have canceled an order a pre-order from them and they have not charged me and sent it the first one was the ghost popper, the ghost, the real Ghostbusters ghost popper. Mm-hmm. I canceled that pre-order because we found one in store and they sent it Yeah. regardless. And I'm like, okay, Walmart has been notorious for screwing up pre-orders, mm-hmm. but now I got a free ghost popper and out of the blue after canceling my order, I've got another castle gray skull courtesy of Walmart. I, yeah. Go figure, guys. Thanks, Walmart. I know you can spare the the money, but thanks. Okay, there you go. <laughs> but going back to what I want from Ghostbusters Day. <laughs> hey, I want some free stuff like Brock got. Look, yeah. just pre-order your stuff from Walmart. It's either going to come packaged really badly, or that one in a million shot you're going to get something good, or just go ahead and cancel it. And they may send it to you for free. Just go ahead. You just Maybe. don't ever. You never know. You really don't. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do with the second Castle Grayskull. I don't need it, but we'll figure it out. What did you want to get, Bo? I figure, I don't know. Like I said, I, I'm I'm good on figures, but I, I kind of like the idea with the Ghost Popper, what they did. I have a feeling they're either going to reissue the Kenner Trap or the Kenner Proton Pack. I think the Proton Pack might be the most likely thing. Well, they've already had they, they, They've already they've shown at the, at the 2020 Toy Fair. I mean, they're going to do a revised Proton Pack 
for yeah. the kids. So, I mean, that's, and it looks a little bit more yeah. movie accurate. Gotcha. Gotcha. So they're, they're redoing that. I don't know if they're going to re-release because that's, that's coming down the way and it's already been announced. I don't know if they're going to redo a, a Kenner version. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. Okay. Like I said, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit, I haven't, like I said, all oh, that was hectic last year. Like I said, I guess I've been so consumed with trying to get turtles. I've <laughs> We've all been consumed with getting these turtles yes. for you. Yeah. <laughs> Where are the facts. turtles? A ghost trap would be good. I don't, I don't think they, I don't, I can't remember if they hinted at a, a, a ghost trap role play item or not. Mm-hmm. I don't remember, but that would be really cool to get a reissue yeah. of the original Kenner oh. one. I was just say I'm waiting for the actually like afterlife figures. I right. want to, like like yeah. I want I I'm ready for Phoebe to be on my shelf. That's mm-hmm. you know or I know like I said wait till after I see the movie. But I, I don't know if they'll drop it after the movie. But the the I guess the old version of the guys that's going to be appearing in the movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I want them to hold off on. I mean, I know we got the the commercial with the mini Stay Puft, but have they made any announcements as to figures for the mini Stay Puft or anything? Outside of the, outside the little blind capsules, I haven't seen anything yet. Yeah, else. the little mystery minis. Yeah, that's the only thing they I've revealed said. those. I'm sure about August or September is when we'll start seeing stuff. For I sure. mean, at the very least, we should see Funko dropping their stuff soon. Like, cause you know they'll they'll have yeah. a tie in and have their Funko Pops and stuff. Oh, of course. I, yeah. I, I I would think that at the very least we'll. Maybe, I'm 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 just really hoping that they'll be really good about not allowing the toy companies to go ahead and announce like villains. Like what if they just suddenly like we, we get to the day and they're like, Oh yeah, by the way, here's, here's the afterlife Gozer. Or like, there oh, was, cool, thanks for letting me know Gozer's in the movie. Yeah. Well, I want to say like one of the, the early leaks that I actually got accidentally discovered on was like the Funko. There is going to be a Funko of the mini puff. Like it was a, at least the picture I saw was like a Funko style puff holding a match on fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. And that just makes sense because the yeah. the mini puffs look like Funko figures. Yeah, but they're not spoiling anything with that. Yeah. We've already had yeah. a commercial for right. it, so that's yeah. good. But I just don't that, – that was one of the reasons, like, tapping into another franchise, but like um, The Mandalorian. You know, we didn't have any merchandise for Baby Yoda, for Grogu, mm-hmm. um, until season two. And the reason for that was they refused to tell the toy companies about it right. to get the marketing going because if they had done that, it would have leaked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We would have known about Baby Yoda. Right. So uh, I'm kind of hoping maybe a lot of the media companies have learned from that. And I mean, odds are with them mentioning Shandor and mentioning all this other stuff, there's a good chance we're going to have Gozer coming back, at least in some form. But I, I don't, I, I'm kind of with Jessica. I don't want to know. I want to be surprised mm-hmm. by the movie. I, did, I just want that surprise so much. I want to, I want to not know too much ahead of time. Yeah. And, 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 I'm like, Bo, we're, and that's what a lot of the community is kind of at the point where it's like, we've had the four guys, the figures of the four guys we've been collecting and collecting and collecting. So many reissues of those. And yeah. it's time to, you know, if we're breathing the new life into the franchise, let's, hopefully we'll start getting the toys that reflect the afterlife movie, the the mm-hmm. Phoebes, all that that's going to be tied into this movie. I know that one of the big hopes going around the community is the new ghost trap. It, yeah, are we yeah. going to get the thing about the ghost trap associated with the Ecto and afterlife is the remote controlled or it's yeah, on RC wheels. Trap. So that's a lot of people have that hope that we're going to get that afterlife trap at some point. I want my uh, Polaroid camera Ecto goggles. That's what I really yes. want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Those look cool. 
That and, and if you haven't seen those, that look for the international trailer mm-hmm. for yeah. Ghostbusters Afterlife. That's where those were featured. And I know that uh, we've had a problem with finding, you know, the cereal in our neck of the woods here. Still, no cereal is being put out on the shelves here. I know, what was it? Was it Ghostbusters Virginia had recently made a post that the uh, Stay Puff marshmallows were starting to show up in some of the Walmart stores. I haven't seen those yet here either, so I'd like to hopefully get a, my hands on a bag of those at some point. And I mean, come on, guys. Why do we not have the cereal already? I mean, is it Alabama like the diabetes capital of the world or something? <laughs> I mean, we we should definitely have it already at this point. Come know, on, like, Walmart, get it together. It's probably whoever whoever they gave the license to to do the cereal. I don't know if it's General Mills. Is it General, General Mills. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of weird. I hadn't yeah. seen it, but yeah, that's yeah. strange. Just like in your neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Hey, who are you going to call? He man. So, so the the big question, Brock, is, and granted, this is a little just a smidge off topic, but are the kids going to get to go and see Afterlife? Oh, hands down, yes. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't think we have a choice. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> granted, week, I'm not mad about good answer. it. Yeah, a, a week after uh, Ghostbusters Answer the Call premiered out in L.A., uh, we got to go to a private screening over in Atlanta. Quite a few of us, there were some Alabama Ghostbusters and, of course, the Georgia Ghostbusters. We all got treated to the big IMAX 3D version, and so I was able to take the kids to that. Mm-hmm. And so we got to see about a week before it hit theaters. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. So, yeah, I'm dragging the kids. The kids have no choice whenever they're with me. If they're going, ah, I guess we're going to go see Ghostbusters with Dad. Yeah, you're right. Oh, God. <laughs> no, yeah. Ghostbusters is like the one franchise we don't have a choice. But like, but honestly, I'm not mad about it. Are you, uh, Brock, are you going to are you going to let the at the very least Alyssa watch uh, Stranger Things so she can get a little more character development? I would the- like to watch Stranger Things. You told me I could, right? Or now that no? now, now that you're older. And you can sit down and watch it with 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 Jess and me because forced we, parenting decisions on the podcast, guys. <laughs> no, <laughs> the, the totally, is, totally fine because we need we need to go back through that anyway. So yeah, no, I've been wondering we watched Stranger Things for yeah. a while. We, we made it halfway through the second season, and that's as far as we got. Uh, oh, let's say it is legit scary. Like it is, it I'm is fine. a scary show. We probably won't I'd let like, probably won't let my son see it, but but no, but Alyssa, we we might. We'll see. Yeah. I'm just there for Millie Bobby Brown. I love Millie Bobby Brown. She's awesome. Well, and you can, and, and the whole reason I mentioned it was for Finn, you know, yeah. because you know, yeah. he's in, yeah. he's, he's going to be in Ghostbusters. So you'll get a little bit more exposure to him as an actor. He's going to have gray oh. hair before after life premieres. <laughs> <laughs> by, the time, by the time it does come out, he'll be like the older, older yeah. guys. We'll have Finn Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Is this him or his son? This yeah. is this movie. Oh, we don't know. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah. so, so what else do we have to talk about Ghostbusters Day? I see we have removal of something on YouTube. Yeah, Ghostbusters announced today. Uh, I guess it was announced today, today or yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was announced this weekend, Memorial Day weekend, that they are removing the real Ghostbusters cartoons and extreme Ghostbusters off their YouTube channels. If you haven't been paying attention... The official Ghostbusters YouTube account, they've been re-releasing like us. Have they been doing real Ghostbusters on Saturday mornings? Kind of like doing yes, it real as Ghost- a, Yep. Saturday and morning. then extreme Ghostbusters like during the middle of the week. Yep. But they've been like, hey, reclaim your Saturday morning cartoons. And so real Ghostbusters, they've been releasing them weekly, uh, an episode weekly on their YouTube channel. And they are stopping that. They announced today that, hey, just very few more days left and we're, we're taking them off. 
Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, how do they phrase it? It was, hey, summer break means get outside and enjoy being outdoors. <laughs> and we're taking it off. So it's kind of like when your season ends right. for Saturday so morning did, cartoons. So does that mean that we should expect to see it on Netflix or something coming up or Crackle or something like that? Because well, that's a thing be probably possible. Like I said, I know Sony, like we were talking beforehand, Sony's got a deal now with Netflix where they were going to get like basically the stuff that didn't come to theaters. You could do the premium mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm assuming that they're probably going to wind up moving it to Netflix. I mean, it, it's been on Netflix before. Right. Extreme Ghostbusters was. And I think the only way you could watch a stream was on Hulu at one point. Yeah, I think you're right. But um, I've never watched six. I've watched a couple of episodes of Extreme Ghostbusters, but that came out when I was in the Air Force. And so I didn't pay much, much attention to it. But mm-hmm. um, I've watched a lot of the big highlight episodes like the Grundle and uh, mm-hmm. Back in the Saddle where the older guys come yeah. back and the and the pilot. But I haven't really watched the whole series. I need to. I mean, I liked what I watched. I mean, Ghostbusters. And, and Sony yeah. doesn't seem to be pushing really hard on Crackle right now because I know that's their other service. They don't seem to be really pushing very hard on that. So I don't know whether they would actually put it over there or not. I didn't even know Crackle existed. It was yeah. on there at one point, I want to say. It, oh, I don't Crackle. think all of it okay. was, but it what, some of it was. It, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Alyssa, Crackle is a free streaming service from Sony. And it's huh. it's, it's been around for mm-hmm. a long time. But yeah. it's, it's never got any major push or play. We just kind of knew mm-hmm. about it, yeah. at, at least from I mean, they, they, They're slowly developing it. I, I know they've got some, uh, some, like, some original shows on there, but, I mean, it's not like netflix quality original shows well, like so. you know, like mm-hmm. some of the older shows now to me like some of these like these uh f- the free streaming services are kind of the new syndication because there's commercials mm-hmm. and stuff with it now mm-hmm. so yeah. i guess that's kind of a way to take an old property and still try mm-hmm. to make a little bit money off of it yeah as far as real ghostbusters i've got the the time life box set uh, that they released on the dvds i've, I, I've had those I for years I, didn't get that when it I remember done. watching those as a kid <laughs> yeah, we, 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 I mean, I know exactly where I can put my hands on it. So we need to sit down and go through them again. They're great cartoons, man. They're great cartoons. Yeah, they are. And, and, and along the real Ghostbusters line, you know, we, we know that there is an Ecto one coming, a re-release of the Kenner yep. Ecto ones. Those, those are due to hit in August. Mm-hmm. I know Hasbro has already sent like, uh, our, our buddies, Craig and Abby and Jake, they've sent over to them. Uh, and of course, uh, ghostbustersnews.com they've also sent and chris stewart <laughs> and troy benjamin over at the uh, ghostbusters the interdimensional cross rip the mm-hmm. very good friends of ours uh they've all got the ecto ones in their hands from hasbro so yeah. the rest of us can expect to see those of course i've already pre-ordered two from walmart and watch them come damaged now that i've given them praise <laughs> stuff very well but yeah they're gonna be i think in august is when those are supposed to release and I'm probably going to buy a few more of those because Ecto-1. Exactly. Well, I mean, I, I'm getting one for myself, one for my son, and then I want to get another one so I can get a set of GB2 sticker decals to have the Ecto-1A finally. I never had yes. the Ecto-1A. Yeah, and you can find those stickers. Yeah, there's a lot of good folks that have the resources for them, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I hey, definitely if, that. Uh, speaking of Ecto, if Sony is listening and they wanted to do another Afterlife trailer, they could, if they didn't want to ruin anything, they could just do a trailer of the kids driving the Ecto-1 around with the mm-hmm. gunner seat sticking yeah. out, just shooting things, mm-hmm. just shooting random things. Just do a, a trailer that's a minute long. That's just them shooting things with the Ecto-1. I would be the happiest person in the world. Well, if, don't well, ruin anything. Well, if anything, you know, do like they used to. I don't know if I haven't watched a lot of late night TV talk shows anymore. But remember, used to, you'd have the stars go on the show and then they would show mm-hmm. their clip for the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Unfortunately, though, if, since we have Paul Rudd in this movie, there's a good chance this clip may be another clip of Mac and me. We <laughs> <Yes>. don't know. <laughs> but, um, you it know, always like is. Said, yeah. Ha- have them, you know, have them uh, have them show like just the, the, the 30 seconds to one minute clip. Like you said, that could be something. Good. <laughs> hey, ha- speaking of which, Alyssa, have you seen the movie Mac and me? No, sir. I've never hey, heard hey, of it. Hey, Brock, you've got to expose her to the movie Mac and Me. I have to. I have to. I have to see it myself. Actually, <laughs> the, the 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 you haven't seen uh, Mac. I've never you seen, haven't Mac seen and the me. longest. You haven't seen the longest. Uh, was it Coca Cola commercial? Is Coca Cola McDonald's. Yes. Yeah, Coca Cola McDonald's. The longest Coca Cola McDonald's commercial of all time. Right. No, Is I've, it a I've movie? not seen it. Mm-hmm. It was like mm-hmm. McDonald's was like, hey, everyone likes these cute, cuddly aliens like E.T. So we're going to right. do something like that. Like it's spontaneous break, like dance, dance at McDonald's, off yeah. at, at McDonald's in, in the, the middle movie. of the McDonald's. Just, yes. It, it is Go ahead beautiful. and watch it much as we just for the love of 80s movies. It's so bad. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's an hour and 30 something minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, is that too long longest- for your attention span. It's not. It's not. I'm just saying that's a long commercial. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's um it's something for sure. I and when you're when you're older, I'll let you see Wayne's World and and get their take on product oh, placement. Man. Oh my! Gosh. I feel like I've already seen Wayne's World. No, no, you. I haven't. would not let you watch that yet. <laughs> yeah, but the thing with Mac you've, and you've me seen is Wayne that, and Garth, I'm sure, but you but haven't not the seen movie Wayne's, Wayne's World. World. Yeah. Well, the thing with Mac and Me is, is they're actually trying to make it a legit movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with yeah, Wayne's World, they're not there. Right. Yeah, Wayne's World, they're being very obvious about it, but, but they have this, the best uh, of intentions. Why? Why does? And I, I know the cover art, and I know what the alien from Mac and Me looks like, but mm-hmm. for some reason, it spurred a memory of watching the Peanut Butter Solution, and I don't know why. Peanut butter solution. I missed that. Boy, that was almost <laughs> a directed video thing I rented from movie gallery back in the elementary school. Yeah. Oh, that, I have no idea what that is either. And Kevin is go. currently looking up the trailer. Yeah, there you go. Go. <laughs> uh, the peanut butter solution. Just hmm. look it up. Okay. Peanut butter solution, nineteen eighty-five. Oh my gosh, I remembered that from that old. What is this like a dark take on the buttercream gang or something? <laughs> It was. This looks terrifying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm very confused. Just yeah, I need. I, that's what I'm going to go. For, I'm going to actively go and try to rewatch that because I remember being <laughs> scared of that movie, just because of the. I think there's a puppet or something peanut in it. Peanut butter and, movie. Oh yeah, it's peanut butter in the movie. It's about something. I mean, Alyssa, how how could you have not seen the the hit '80s movie Peanut Butter Solution? Yeah, <laughs> I hope I gave somebody an obscure. I, I, apparently, I gave y'all an obscure reference. So no, there's going to be someone out there going like, "Oh my God, somebody else knows this." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not alone in my suffering. I was in that movie. I was in that movie. <laughs> I remember we were. <laughs> I just remember mom taking me to the to the movie gallery and saying, what would you like to watch? And I saw that and I went, that looks interesting. And I was completely wrong. <laughs> no, like, I everyone watch who, this. like everyone who watched Mac and me, basically. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't know why that jarred that memory. It's just to me, uh, the Mac and me alien always reminded me of uh, Star Wars. The 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 Bith, the ones who played the Cantina band, had the butt faces, and yeah. the, the, the butt mouths, you know, like a little butthole, you know. Uh, that's what. Oh I'm my! Thinking. Oh my! Oh my! 
<laughs> it, it reminds me of those dolls you used to squeeze in the ears. Yeah, would that's, bloom yeah, that's out what and the, the eyes would pop out. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's why I, I don't know. According to IMDb, I like my this is a better. summary. One of the summaries it says peanut butter is the secret ingredient for magic potions made by two friendly ghosts. Eleven-year-old Michael loses all of his hair when he gets a fright and uses the potion to get his hair back, but too much peanut butter causes things to get a bit hairy. <laughs> I, rem- I remember the bald kid. <laughs> yeah. This sounds like something you would read off of the back of a uh, a, a card on a figure or something. Yeah. <laughs> the 80s was whack, man. I, wow. What? Oh, you have no idea. I have no idea. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> this okay. is the, the, the Bama Geeks movie club is now going to start with the <laughs> peanut butter solution. <laughs> <laughs> peanut butter solution. <laughs> This week's suggestion is <laughs> Brock suggests you watch the hit eighties movie Peanut Butter Solution. Hey, I, I, I can't advise you on Mac and Me, but Peanut Butter Solution, a. Hey. Hey. <laughs> be clear, folks, we do not advise you to watch Mac and Me. According to this, it is on Tubi, which is another free streaming. Okay, app. yeah, we, so, we have Tubi, yeah. So it says it's on. The, or currently, it says it's on Tubi. So. Oh my! Oh, here we go. Oh, I here. watch that. Oh, we're I going to. Tonight. No, oh, no you're it's gonna too gonna late tonight. <laughs> you're going to watch it. <laughs> I know we don't have work in the morning, but we can't tonight. I'm oh, old. Speaking of watching things, I'm just going to say I found the stay okay, don't drink and drive thing. So. Okay, so Alyssa has it. I do. Yeah. I'll send it to the chat. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> Good deal. On that note, I... Uh, I don't think we can get any more obscure than that at the moment. Yeah. We should so, probably uh, wrap this up. I mean, yeah. I thought Mac and Me was pretty obscure, but I had yeah, never no, heard of that yeah. movie in my life. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have a watch party soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's that's going to do it for us on Bama Geeks. We, we've thoroughly enjoyed this episode, and we uh, certainly thank Alyssa for being willing to to join us for this and giving us her perspective on, you know, what pop culture is to her and how I ruined her even beginning stages of collecting. I still collect press pennies and that's something. Everybody has their thing. Yep. And I is I, I ruined her collecting spirit just like I ruined her spirit for seafood. Oh, that's uh that's a story for another day, guys. I will never touch a fish. <laughs> The last fish that she touched, that she caught, I made her eat. Awful. It, ha- it has scarred her. Yeah. Can't even get her to eat shrimp now, which is a shame. <laughs> shrimp oh, is just yeah. gross. <laughs> <laughs> the texture, it's a no from me. It's a no from me. We, we'll her dive into this subject child. on the from the psychiatrist's couch next time we have her on. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you again for joining us on the sixth episode of the Bama Geeks podcast. As you can see, we all love getting together and chatting, and we're thrilled that Alyssa was here. And so we're going to, on the peanut butter solution, we're just going to call it a night. So <laughs> any uh, any parting words from anybody? Peanut butter jelly time. Peanut butter. No. Oh, gosh. There's the earwig. <laughs> oh, God. I'm Bo Bearden, and you're not. <laughs> um, And take the Myers-Briggs personality test and tell me what your type is. Somewhere. I don't know where. Just drop it in the comments uh, anywhere you want to mention it on Bama Geeks on social media. Yeah, absolutely. I'll psychoanalyze you for you. (laughs) All right. Bye, everyone. All right. We'll catch you next time. See you guys. Bye-bye.